Chips. I'm coming to you actually from the old office space at work. I like to do these every now and then. See if the audio sounds a little bit better or different from when I'm in my car. And also, I have paperwork I need to do. My day job is my primary concern. But, tangentially, excuse me, I do love doing these for hopefully, even though it's one-way dialogue, you know, I'm getting some type of message through. Um, on a, I guess, clean up, somber note, you know, uh, rest in peace to Kobe and the, his child and the other two parents. I think there was a, a, a mom, a dad, another daughter, and another little, two little girls, I want to say, and then, uh, Kobe's daughter, obviously, and then fucking, uh, it's just terrifying, the shit that can happen. I, I know, you know, there are people that are memeing it and making fun of it, and there are black women who are like, he ain't had no black wife, so fuck him, and fuck that little girl. For you, if you don't believe me, go to the internet, go to Facebook. Black women have long been the soulless spawns of Satan. Stop acting like, stop acting shocked when people want to point out that a few of them, I would say a majority of them, have no soul. Been long new to bitches, them bitches ain't had no souls. SYSBM, fuck them. But, neither be here there. Rest in peace. Prayers to the, rest in peace to Kobe, his daughter, everybody was on that flight. Fucking, man, that shit sucked. It hit me hard, man, because I don't typically, celebrity deaths don't like, they don't. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, well, it's unfortunate. I don't I don't disrespect the dead. Like the Nipsey situation last year. Now, L.A. is going through it, man, with Nipsey, man. But fucking Nipsey last year, I'm like, man, I ain't know who this dude was until he passed away. But at the same time, I'm not like a disrespectful cunt like 99.9% of black women. I'm not disrespectful. So... I ain't really, like, have anything negative to say because there's a lot of people with Nipsey. Like, I... I, I I think the thing that you see that happens, hear me out. It's the fucking commies and socialists that have infiltrated and poisoned our culture. And what I mean by them poisoning our culture, it's not necessarily about the dead or, you know, whatever, right? These motherfuckers hate wealth, success, because wealth is a private property. Commies hate private property. And so, all in all, with that, in saying that, it's like, these motherfuckers are successful, and therefore, they cheated to get their wealth. Not ignoring the fact that I want to say, isn't it like 70% of current millionaires are first term or first generation, meaning the wealth that is produced in America today is not multi generational, most of it. The wealth that you see out there or that the commies are looking at with envy is wealth generated from people self-making themselves. Be it an athlete, an entertainer, self-made businesses. Most of this wealth is is from, you know, basically currently. As, as it wasn't just given. They didn't steal it. Especially a rapper or a basketball player. I, I, I long argue with so many commie like and most black people are very communistic in their thinking but like I argue with a lot of black folk and I'm like 
look at LeBron and because there were that the, the WNBA comment uh, shit that came up last year. And I'm, I know I'm off topic. I'll jump on the why well, make talks this episode nine. But let me just. So I was making an argument. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I was making an argument about LeBron and the level of money he brought into Cleveland just as an individual, and why his pay is extravagant as you all may think, or commies may not like his pay being so damn high. I was like, people are going to make what the fuck they can bring in. And not even that. Because look at this, like, you single mother weave head bitches, you make minimum wage because it's a loss and you gotta be paid that much. Most of y'all probably ain't worth paying $325 an hour. You make what the fuck, you make less than what you can bring in. And look at LeBron single-handedly, why that team went to the final so many damn times, won a championship. Hotels making money, restaurants making money, the NBA finals bringing, um, you know, several million dollar gates. You know, the arenas and the teams make several million dollars per gate, per playoff game. And for the finals, probably a lot more. The NBA finals tickets are extravagant, like $10,000, $15,000 for shitty nosebleed seats, $100,000 courtside seats. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. And that's just, oh, by the way, his jersey sales. They were talking about that revenue. We were talking about a lot of money. You can talk about millions and millions for jerseys, millions and millions of uh, billions, actually, for the NBA Finals appearance that the city brings in, the state brings in, with, because he was there, jersey sales, uh, the school that he was able to fund. Well, he funded that from money he earned. But basically, it kind of breaks down like this. If LeBron made Cleveland over a four-year period a couple billion dollars, and he's not a billionaire. He, he even said he, he made like 30% of what the fuck he really brought in to Cleveland as far as his money. So he really, that's how wealth and economics works. You get paid a fraction of what the fuck you bring in. Sorry, unless you're independently, independently manufacturing, independently, uh, well, they call it independent wealth. Not even a topic though. Let's get into the main shit. So, the ninth version of uh, why mental exists. Now, I've talked about marriage a lot, but I want to look at it, have you guys paint it from this perspective. A marriage is an all-in bet. It's all-in. You're at a table, and you're all-in. Like gambling or whatever. You're at a table in a casino. You're going all-in on a promise. You're pushing all your chips in, but the pot, it's a couple of promises. Women promise, as I guess feminists would say, patriarchal things. But it's not patriarchal to give mutual benefit. It's not even mutual benefit. But the man in a marriage would expect of his wife to not cheat on him, so don't be a whore. Have children by me, exclusively me. Again, it falls into, don't be a whore. Cook and clean. Take care of the home. Take care of the kids. Unpaid domestic labor, according to feminism. But that's the mutual benefit for, hey, I'll, I'll do the providing, you do that, and we'll get married, blah, blah, blah. So all of that, I'm in my office moving around, so y'all excuse me. And it's like, that's the couple of things I want from you. And the women at the marriage table, when you've gone all in, are like, okay, I promise you these things. With her hands behind her back, fingers crossed, lying out of lying 99.99999% of you women are fucking lying like I wager 70% of marriages will fail 
They're 30% that are together. 20% of them are probably unhappy, I would guess. I'm not nihilistic about it, and I'm not anti-woman, but let's just be real. Most of those marriages are unhappy. So, looking at it like that, in totality, it's a fucking scam. You're going all in on a bet. And it's a bet that you won't get cucked. You won't get screwed over. You won't get done dirty. Now, it goes both ways. Men can and will do women dirty. Sure. But to put that on men's back, to say, you know, I want to say, they, you know, statistically, they say about 55% of marriages are falling apart because something the man did, cheating, etc. But that means 45%, which is nearly half, 5% off of half, but let's just round it, we'll round it up and say half, right? So, but let's not even split it down the middle. Let's say, give it the number, 55%, right? 45% means the women are ones fucking the marriage up. So the state has stepped in. It's like, no matter what, we're paying out the woman, period. I even heard Joe Rogan talk about it when he was had a, had a, a recent show with Bill Maurer. And he was talking about, I'm the biggest advocate for child support. Child support, these deadbeat men. And I'm like, I, if I were just running the government, I would have child support too. A lot of the manosphere probably don't want to hear that, but... I wouldn't leave, I would take the family court away completely. I would still leave something in place. Child support, maybe a little bit of maintenance for the woman to get on her feet. But let's not act like these women are unskilled retards drooling without their husband's money. Let's not. Give them their little 18 to 24 months of alimony. And I would do child support upon a DNA test and the father getting 50% custody. If the woman wants all that power and won't let the dad be a dad, she should get no money. If she wants the power, then she needs to have the responsibility, period. And those things can be looked at at an individual level. Also, these whores, you fucking whores, out here getting child support for men that didn't father the fucking kids. You're just like, I fucked 20 guys that week. Uh, let's see, Phil Philip makes the most money, so it makes sense that I just say Philip is the father. No. Not only should you whores be cut off of child support for men who didn't fucking father the kids, which is realistic. I mean, there was even a fucking a, uh, a video I saw today, and I can't quote it, and I forgot where I saw it, but I know it was about child support. It was about families. Some family court movie. A video on YouTube. Basically, it was like, there was men. There was a couple of men, and this is the state of Michigan, that were like, I never had sex. Like, a guy was an incel, virgin, on child support because a woman was like, oh, shit, he had a crush on me. He makes some money, so let me single his ass out. A bitch singled out a virgin incel and is collecting child support from him. Make this make sense. And in the UK, they banned men from getting... The laws didn't say... Like, England's the worst. Because in the UK, they were like, uh, not only you men... You know, you're paying this child maintenance, but you can't even get a DNA test to prove that, you know what I'm saying? You can't disprove whether or not you're, you know what I'm saying, the dad or not. And there was a judge in Michigan yelling at one of the guys, y'all have probably seen this video, talking about you're bastardizing a child by by proving through DNA that you're not the father. So the state is like, we don't give a fuck where the money comes from, we just want the money, period. And you men need to man up, and you're a deadbeat. 
I have a personal story on that one. The man, the man, my, uh, I'm sorry, to get emotional. The man accused of being my quote unquote father <coughs> was not. A man that was labeled a deadbeat for, you know, the better part of 20, 18 years while I was, you know, turning 18 was not. The man who fathered me never knew, passed away uh, in his 60s or 70s from an illness. Didn't really care about the child support. That's what my mom did. I'm guessing the man she picked on, she did the whole pick a dick thing. I call, I, say, I call women the pick a dicks because they pick a dick and they're like, he's the dad because he has the most money. The guy who was the pick a dick was labeled all this bad shit, deadbeat and all this other shit and never even fathered me. Some other man that I didn't get to even look at a picture of until he was long dead, I found out was my father. And I didn't even do DNA tests to confirm that. I know it was just, you know, my mom being a stereotypical black woman. She's just, he's one of the dicks. And allegedly he looked like me, which I can see a little bit of the resemblance, but who knows? That man who passed away in his 60s could have been my dad. Either or, (coughs) the man running around with the label of deadbeat, apparently I don't think he ever fathered any kids. But he was a deadbeat, went to jail for child support, all types of shit. And for all intents and purposes, when he was around, he was not a deadbeat. He was a great dad, man. I, I, some of my best memories were from with that guy, man. And <clears throat> not even to get all emotional shit. I just want to say this. These women are running a fucking muck. And that does not make me an incel to point it out. To want them to be accountable for their fucking actions. Because... Unless there's an abundance of rape going on out here, these you women are, are laying down and having sex with 100 people, 300 people, 400 people. I don't know how many people y'all are having sex with, but you're whores. You are fucking whores. And the last thing the state should be doing is forcing men to be responsible for your whorish behavior. So if I'm talking about DNA tests for just parenting, for who's the fucking parent of your child, you shouldn't be such a whore to where there's 30 dudes taking a DNA test and you don't know who the fuck, and none of them are the kid, kid's dad. But y'all are disgusting like that. A part of me is like, I really regret having a little girl because I'm like, well, she could grow up to be one of y'all. I look at the modern woman and I weep. I do not want my daughter to be anything like any of you bitches running around today. But neither here or there. I was talking about marriage and why MGTOW exists. MGTOW's a thing, not in his a proxy creation of how you whores are, how women are. It is a proxy creation of what women wanted. You guys created this shit. And it's simply that you got guys, and there are so many men that I'm talking to, they know this, they know the red pill. They don't necessarily know the red pill, but they're like, they know what divorce courts are doing. They know what family courts are doing. They know how these chicks are out here grinding. Their only concern is money. Their only concern is the, to utilize a man in the way a bubble piece of bubble gum would be utilized by a child and it just sucked dry until the flavor's gone and spit out. Men know this shit and they're still out here begging for pussy. Like I know a guy who's in his 30s and he's like, he's the worst pussy beggar. He's a white guy too. I used to think black men, I mean, black men are the thirstiest, but this dude is begging for pussy. I mean, I'm trying to think like what level of begging could I compare this to? I don't know. Like if, if you take a fish out of water and throw him on like the, the I don't know, a, a dock, 
how they flop around and they're just so desperate for water. That's how this dude is for women in, in relationships and, and sex. He's the thirstiest person on earth, arguably. The thirstiest guy on earth, and he's white. His thirst alone evens the score between white and other, you know, different races of men being thirsty. Black men are still the kings of thirst. But this dude, this one white guy I know, evens that up a little bit. Either or, either or, though, being near, neither here or there. <sighs> Why are guys willing to go all in? I know there's a biological reason behind it. Nature made sex feel amazing. And nature also gave men this crazy sex drive that, that shuts their brain off. Like, literally, they scanned brains and they were like the male brain goes down in intelligence by like 40% when aroused. And it's also very easy to arouse them and arouse, arouse a man. For example, you smell, you, you smell a woman, you smell, uh, see a beautiful, it's like once the five, it's not five sentences, once a couple of your senses get triggered, you, you start getting aroused. And not necessarily in a horny type of way, you're just like peaked, your interest is peaked, your attractions have been triggered. So you smell a woman, see a woman, you maybe. If you're close enough to her, you dance with her, you touch her. So sight, scent, touch. A couple of those things and bam, your IQ is fucking gone as a man. Now, I don't want to make this episode mega long, but I got to hit the gym. But those things all come into play. And that's why I think men are such simps and we're so unaware of it. And in fact, there's so much in our culture that's just like against what I'm talking about. Like, oh, you're not one of these pickup artist guys, so you can't talk the way you do. Or you're an incel, so you can't talk the way you do. If I was an incel, I realistically wouldn't be talking about this. I'd be happy. I'd be free of a woman sucking, you know, whatever from me, and I could retire in my 30s. I could have retired in my 30s, realistically. Like, if you're a 17, 18, 19-year-old incel right now, Wear that shit like a batch of honor. Enjoy the fact that you have no woman blood sucking you right now. Work your ass off and retire in 20 years. So by the time you're, if you're 18, think about being at 38 and stop working. But you got to fucking live minimalist and practice some discipline or join the military. Do 20 years in that shit. But that's uh, like those dudes are the worst, worst event, like uh, offenders of simping. These fucking chiseled, fit, and a lot of white guys, chiseled and fit white guys, abs and shit poking out of their fucking shirt. No homo, right? Squatting 500 pounds, meal prepping, making sure they don't eat sweets and junk food and doing all that other shit. And they marry these beached whales. No, no, no. To talk about the military housewife is an insult to beached whales. So I would say these creatures are... are they would make Jabba the Hutt look like Beyonce. The military housewife is a blob of just gelatinous, disgusting goo. And these white guys who are in shape just can't stop marrying them. And it's fucking hilarious. Because marriage is already a scam. The least. At a bare minimum, I'm like, hey, at least you can get out of it. Marry a decent looking woman. Have some consistent sex with her over the couple of years you're married, blah, blah, blah. Let that be the piece. I guess the only piece of mind you can take for the government ripping a piece of your ass out of the fucking, you know, out of there financially. 
at least you got some good pussy over that couple years. Like, the trade-off sucks. Because the trade-off is like, okay, these, these dudes will call me an incel and they'll, you know what I'm saying, oh, if you don't get married and do this cuck shit, you're an incel. So the trade-off is I get married and you can't call me an incel anymore, but I lose half my shit to a woman or more, and I may have to pay her for the rest of my life. And then I'll be single, and, you know, I get married, I'm probably single within the next 15 years, I'm single again. And you can call me an incel at that point. So it's like, dude, you just call me an incel now. I wish these dudes did not have the internet to hide behind. What happens is I'm a bit older, right? I'm a bit older, I'm in my, my, my 30s. And I remember pre-social media, people weren't talking the reckless like they were now because of like, for example, I hate that dude, Richard Cooper, the fucking PUA guy. He hits the gym, he's in shape, but he would never talk that shit to anybody's face. At least me. Because I didn't get into it with him personally, but uh, he was going after Coach Greg Adams and that shit on Twitter. And I was like, Richard Cooper would not be talking like this if we were face-to-face. Especially him being a Canadian. Them Canadians are already disarmed anyway. Like, I would... uh, In Minecraft, I'd steal on him. In Minecraft. On site, I'd probably just steal on him on site. If I was like... If I had that interaction with him. In Minecraft. I I didn't make a threat. In Minecraft, if I saw that character named Richard Cooper in the game, I would steal on him. In Minecraft. <laughs> but neither here nor there. Marriage is a scam. And walking away from it, okay, well, we don't, we avoid getting financially raped. A couple of PUAs may make fun of you. So what? Block them. Block them. They just want your money. PUAs talk shit because you're not buying. It's like McDonald's. It's like, uh, Somebody who's a vegan or somebody who's like, I don't eat that junk junk food or burgers and all that other shit. I don't eat that shit. So a burger restaurant owner's going to be like, well, fuck you then. And call you whatever insult that may come to mind. Skinny ass. <laughs> I don't know. But that's what the fucking PUA shtick is. That's all it is. It's just sour grapes about you not being their fucking customer. So fuck them. And fuck marriage. It's a fucking scam. If it disadvantaged... Women, you think they'd be out here begging dudes for it? No. You think they'd be giving ultimatum? What the fuck does that piece of paper mean to the relationship? And they even got all these legal terms involved in it. Talking about, well, we can go ahead and uh, get you guys a joint bank account. This is the stupidest shit you could fucking do. It's not a benefit. But, I mean, I'm going on and on and on. I wanted this to be about 20 minutes, so I'm going to end it here. And uh, you can go all in. You can be like one of these white guys in the military. Go all in on a fucking two. Or you can be smart. Enjoy the ride while it lasts. Move on. Or just not ride at all. And fucking retire early. And go solid sow all those wild oats overseas. I don't know. You can be retired. Drink rum out of a coconut. And go to the Dominican Republic every time you want to do. You know, handle some business like that if you know what I mean. But that's all I have for y'all today. I'm about to head out. Peace.